You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for joining us on the couch. We love it. We're glad to hear you. We don't hear anything. We're glad we don't see you either, but... um, Thanks for messaging us after you've heard this and letting us know how much you loved it. Um, thanks for calling us, guys, at 323-505-2030. It's cool to see your messages, and we're going to start incorporating them into next week's episode. So we'll start to incorporate um, having a little Carly's Corner and Carly's Couch, I guess. <laughs> Um, But use it as your opportunity to hop on the couch, say what you need to say, um, ask what you need to ask, and let us know what you want in return as far as advice or just to be heard or whatever, resources, et cetera. We will be monitoring. And if you never hear your call, your voicemail, then you know you wild out. (laughs) Which some of y'all might, but just know we do monitor them before we put them on. But it's so excited to hear from you. So please leave us a message. Um. Carly, do you feel like you think in terms of either or? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I forgot. It, it was probably something around like uh, a relationship or like, you know, with another uh, another human being. And something hit me to where I was like, man, it's, it's either this or that. And for whatever reason... I found myself on Google because I always try to like Google up stuff like, well, what does this mean or why, you know, what about this thought process or I don't know, like I'm always just trying to figure some stuff out. And I, I just remember that I ended up kind of looking up some articles around, um, you know, that either or thinking is not good and why and that it's important to take on both slash and thinking instead. And so I kind of went in a little rabbit hole and I thought it'd be kind of cool to discuss and think about that today. Um, so we're going to talk about the issues with having an either or mindset. Um, in other words, seeing the world in like black and white, um, you know, there's two opposing outcomes to things versus opening up to a little bit more um, less limiting, not less limiting mindset, less limiting outcomes and opportunity for other things to be true Um, instead of stressing yourself out thinking it has to be this or that. So we're going to start, I'm going to ask you some questions, Carly. Um, Do people love change or do you think that they hate change? Man, and me being me, I have supplementary questions. Um, And I know it depends. It's probably not a real answer. I think... Some people love it and some people hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, if I, like, think of maybe, like, a lot of people um, just that are set in their ways and they just want things to be this, like, yeah, then they don't. But then some people thrive and love change. Mm. Um, would you say big companies are more innovative or small companies are more innovative? In my head, I say small companies are, um, like, less like less overhead, uh, less people, less entrenched um, like, uh, like less, like less established companies. I, I, my head would have more freedom because they have the freedom to pivot and change. Does freedom mean innovation? Um, oh no, 
Oh, uh, that that's a good call. Or maybe it does. Look, maybe I'm asking in my, you because you switched head, up my question. So I like uh. <laughs> in my head, um, freedom to innovate and change and adapt and be more flexible. Like I would think that smaller companies are. Um, the argue the counter argument. Apple's not innovative. I about to say the counter the counter arguments that are. Companies that are built on innovation, like that's their thing, like Apple or companies, like the, the amount of money that they have allowed them to be more innovative. For example, AT&T has a bunch of little, um, I forgot. Child. What <laughs> she just tried to ask Ooh, the question child. and I go this down is this just for an example, Okay, baby continue. Girl. Continue. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing cutting you off Because I don't want you to take that personal But I'm laughing because it's like Ooh, that don't have nothing to do with the point But um, I'm, So I'm going to keep asking the questions yep. Is innovation good or bad? Good. It is good? Yep Is the internet making us dumb or smarter? Both Dumber or smarter? Both of them So the point of this exercise <laughs> Is that the answer to all of those is both yeah. um, Innovation can be good and it can be bad Big companies can be innovative Small ones can be innovative Um People love change and hate change, like in the same person, not even thinking about some people and some people like a big company can be innovative sometimes and not or a person can be multiple, you know, in different spaces Mm -hmm. where multifaceted people, the Internet um, makes us dumb because I'm not about to try to calculate nothing. But I also can look up anything in half a second and it makes me smart or helps me to do what I need to do. And so that was kind of like an exercise. That's why for y'all being like, God dang, she cut Carly off. Cause she was talking about a whole lot of extra stuff and that wasn't the point. Um, but shout out AT&T, I guess. I don't know what they doing. They have innovation centers. Um, oh yeah, they do, which are really good. So um, cool. yeah. And in, in particular neighborhoods where it serves underserved kids. So shout mm-hmm. out to them. Best Buy has these tech centers are doing as well. Um, but we digress. But the point of that was to, um, you know, see, like, are you an either or thinker or was your first inclination like to think about how it could be both um, or what? But anyway, the answer to all of those is both. So how think about how you kind of were thinking about the answers to those as well. Um, So what does it mean then really to think in terms of either or like, what does that look like? Thinking that situations can only be like for example on the innovation like it can only be good or bad like there is no in between there's not room for it to actually be both mm-hmm. um and also um when you're thinking in terms of either or you're seeing the polar opposites as the only possible outcome so it's it tends to be at ex- not it doesn't have to be extreme but like it's at the poles like it's either you hate me or you love me and it doesn't leave a lot of room um anything else um, no. So when you're thinking either or, you t- tend to have kind of these set responses in your brain. Um, and so you already said that you feel like you aren't an either or person. Um, I would say that I I do tend to, my first way that I process things was probably going to be an either or uh, way of processing things, which most people kind of tend to do is more of a Western Thoughts. Um, same with individuality and some other stuff that came from, you know, what area of the world. Um, but it's very Aristotelian. I don't really know how you really say that. Versus, um, and we'll, I'll get into examples later, versus like Buddhism and other spaces that tend to leave more space uh, for things. And so a lot of us do tend to think that way. Like, I'm either about to win or lose. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of how we grow up. Um, so I would say that I... I kind of am instinctually or based off of whatever, you know, my nurture, nature, whatever, um, probably see things as either or. I I would say my base is probably not either or, but there are areas of my life where I do notice it's either or. Like um, previously in relationships, it's been either or. Or like when I think about like me 
like accomplishing my purpose in life is like it's either or there's not really in between it's either going to happen or it doesn't um and so noticing that you know we have those duality like that duality as people also so I'm, that's not my preset like nature those are pretty big spaces though so in what space would you say you're not like you know you're not um just in in my way of thinking and my way of evaluating like friendships when i say re- relationships usually it's just like romantic um, where I've noticed those issues um, or that type of thinking, that mindset. But everything else is pretty gray and like creative, how I live, how I move, like possibilities like when exploring like like things in life, like love, like it, like at pretty much everything else outside of those two constructs. And those are large ones, but um, the way that I learn, I'm, I'm always open to things. Like I'm not set that it has to be a certain way. Another one I think probably a lot of people are either or people on are like maybe morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to keep going that. with the sentence. No, <laughs> <period>. And done. <laughs> okay. Um, so then, well, we're getting into examples of it also. So um, that's a good one to that you could throw in there too. Um, some examples of either or thinking, like some statements. If you find yourself uh, saying things like this or in this space, you may be in either or thinking. So in relationships, um, either he loves me or he doesn't love me. Um Either her job is getting attention or I am. If you kind of like, dang, like, you know, it seems like you're always doing this, but you're not doing this. Um, either it's your fault or mine. Um, either something is good or bad. It's right or wrong. Like, um, they shouldn't have done it or they should have. Like, if you hear, oh, man, she stabbed somebody. But then you hear, oh, he was trying to rape her or something like that. Like, you know, like, ah, like you, you're not. I feel like sometimes either or you're not looking at the whole picture. Um, let's see. So. Mm, like success or failure, like looking at things like they're like you either met your goal or you didn't and you didn't succeed unless you met that particular goal. Mm-hmm. And then with the morality thing that you were saying, we do see that a lot because something is is right as in like morally right or people think it's wrong. And there's there tends to be a lot of polar um, opposite on a lot of different topics. And then that's attached to morality as well. So that's a really good one. Um where that either or mindset may be in religion or um, it kind of pushes or, or informs how you make your decisions because you're thinking about, you know, you have to choose this thing or that thing. Man, another one that's been top of mind lately is just that how more than one thing can be true at the same time. Um, you know, like, for example, like in the relationship thing, it's like, oh, you know, the example that either he loves me or he doesn't love me. It could be he loves me and he doesn't want to be in a relationship with me. And both of those mm-hmm. things can be true. Yeah, yeah, they could. Um, so what's the problem with that, though? Thinking about, you know, there's these two options for the outcomes and it's either this or that. Like, what's the, why is that an issue? When thinking about it, in pretty much almost every aspect, it could be very limiting if if you think it's either this or it's that. You're not opening yourself up to the possibilities of what things could be or how they could grow or how they could change. And so I think it's super limiting and kind of puts yourself in a box. Yeah, and it um, and being in that box, you're not really experiencing the complexity of life or the, like the multifacetedness of people because... You know, and I very much like to make things black and white. Like, I like things to be very black and white. Um, but life is gray a lot of times. And so you have to kind of be more comfortable with that um, and more comfortable recognizing that there's a lot of space in between. And so um, 
because life is one way um, and it's open and there's abundance and there's lots of opportunities for different outcomes to think either or um, is not a good thing because I'm closing off all of that stuff, which is essentially mirroring what you just said about being limited. Um, But it doesn't reflect life and life is not that way. And so it's kind of like, why would you force yourself in this unnatural state? And it makes me think of that quote. It's like, I don't just want to experience the length of life, but the depth and the breadth and the width and everything else. And so when you're looking so linearly on something, you're like missing all of the things around you. Mm -hmm. And then with people too, I think it takes away the grace and like the humanness of people to, you know, be able to look at a person and be like, man, you're a good person, a bad person, a this person or that person. Um, You know, again, back to those very black and white characteristics where it's like, you know, you could be all these things. Like one day I might feel like this one next day I might be acting like that um and that's kind of humans and in general um and so again like putting people and trying to fit things into boxes is just you know why do we do that I guess we do that because we we want to feel like we have control Mm -hmm. and also I think that we want to feel comfortable uh feeling like all right if it's this and this then it, it feels like it's easier to like make a judgment on this person or make a judgment on this situation or um yeah, that's really what it is. Like you're making this judgment on things versus allowing that flow and and for, you know, what's happening right now to be what's happening right now. And so overall, those are some of the reasons why, you know, it's important to move away from an either or mindset. Mm-hmm. It opens up, it opens you up to pass to different possibilities, including for yourself, like taking yourself out of that box of you being this way or that way or having to be this way or it's not right. Mm-hmm. So then with the examples that we gave before, just to like clear up why, um, what's wrong with those being um, either or things is that to think like, okay, somebody loves me or doesn't love me is one, what Carly said is that maybe he, they'd love you and then there's other factors in play. Um, or maybe it's that you're not taking into account that they may love you so deeply, but the way they express or their lack of ability to, to express. And again, this isn't even uh, putting uh, justification on it, but just the facts of like, you know, maybe they they are not showing you in a way that makes it clear to your doubts. Um, and so I experienced this a lot of times and it's very frustrating though, but um, you know, you want to experience things a certain way or, or, or feel things a certain way and that other person may not do things that way. And so, um, now what, you know, but that may not necessarily mean it's, they don't love me because they're not showing me in this particular way. And I think when you're so attached to that particular outcome or for have, or for things to have to look a certain way for them to be right or correct or to fulfill this need, like you really can miss out on a lot of stuff and not even just in romantic relationships, but business and friendships and different things and personal successes, like thinking about it having to be so one way makes you miss out on all the millions and infinite ways that it could be. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of these things are also kind of based in fear. So to think like, oh man, her job's getting attention and I'm not, or, you know, what she's spending time doing that and not here. And, and, you know, similar to the last episode with taking things personal, it's like, all right, first of all, you don't know the full situation, but thinking about it in a different way, it's like you're basing it in fear that there's not enough time for everything, that you know that person can't take care of their work and hit you when they have that space or whatever it is for you too. And so to think in that limited mindset is kind of scarce. And it's like, 
why set your thought process up in that way? And they could be like way more mindful, like, man, they don't want to reach out to you until they know they can give you your full attention. So just thinking, you know, like maybe they're even being more thoughtful than what you considered. Um, yeah, and that's hard to just a hard pill to digest too. But a lot of times that is, I've heard that before too. Where it's like, bro, like I'm fucked up right now. Like I, I can't do it right now. Like so, you just gotta have to chill. Like and then when they pop up, it's popping up in a better space. But it's just also like, yeah, none of this is easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just things to think through. Yeah. Um, it leaves no room for joint responsibility. What do you mean? So if it's your fault or my fault, mm-hmm. um, then there's no space to like really break down like what happened in these different spaces and how can each of us come to the table with something that makes more sense. Um, Also to think about like, oh man, I succeeded or I failed or like I'm a loser or I'm, you know, on point today. Those things don't leave room for learning from your mistakes. And so just to be like, oh man, I failed is just like, okay. Or if you're a success and it's like, you're still not really, you know, um, taking in the full what happened and assessing that for yourself to have been like a bigger, um, I don't know, like a, a being able to accept that. And then the last thing that is, is it true or not, um, is actually kind of arrogant and it kind of comes from a place of subjective um, truth because there's so much like just based off of from our cultural point of view and, and what you've learned and everything that um, it's not always as black and white as we try to make it seem that something is true or false. Um, and you would think that, but it's not. And so it's really kind of coming from a, a point of view where you're not really acknowledging, you know, that other, the other perspectives. And putting your beliefs and your limitations and expectations and things on the world like that it, if it isn't the way you think it should be, then it's not it. Like just mm-hmm. thinking like the world doesn't have to conform to you. So that definitely comes from a place of ego and arrogance. Mm-hmm. And so I think, and we've said this, but like I think the biggest issues with either or thinking is that it limits you. And it also, in limiting yourself and in also thinking, is it this or this, you're also causing more stress on yourself. Um, and you're also probably a little more overwhelmed with like uh, spinning stories and spiraling and overthinking and trying to overprocess stuff. Um, whereas to have a both and approach is actually kind of letting go a little bit more. And so we're going to talk now about what it looks like to move more or to both and thinking. So you can kind of get a feel for like, why is this a better space to be in? Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing is to think about the example of the yin and yang um, of the Buddhist symbol. If you're familiar with that, it's a circle um, with white on one side, black on the other. And sure, we just said like, this isn't black and white, but the point is that there is, you know, these opposing sides, but also within each side is that dot of color from the other. So like there's that dot of white in the black, there's that dot of black in the white. And so to think about that as an illustration of both and thinking, is that clear where it's like, there's a little bit of, you know, everything and everything and nothing is just like all one. We're not monoliths. Like nobody is, there's so many layers to us. And even on the yin and the yang. So for example, in yoga, yin is restorative. It's more watery. It's quote unquote feminine. Whereas the yang is fire. It's masculine. And although one person might skew more feminine or more masculine or more emotional or less emotional, that doesn't mean that then they don't have emotions if they're not more emotional. So just knowing that there's so many layers and depending on what's going on, that people and situations in the world 
all of these things can be true at once. We're all very complex and different. And then to go off of um, your example about feminine and masculine also, that's why in so many other cultures and other countries, we have this either or of male, female in the U.S. And in other places, it's like, it's not even, it's totally a scale. Like it's not even a, you're this or that, but there's spaces for folks who want to change their appearance, but still they do, um, they do define themselves by their genitalia or their gender or their sexuality. And everything is just way more fluid. And there's other places where they have other names for, um, what another gender is called like it's male female and then something else or there's some that have two other ones too and so to think that you know even with something like that like our way of thinking that you're one thing or the other whereas what about this space to like have a have place for anybody or everybody and even them having like different spaces within their culture and community as well like it's just such a different approach Um, and I think that's kind of an example of you know, how we kind of do things differently sometimes in the States or basing that on morality or basing that on whatever, where it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Exactly. And looking at yourself like further into that, like you can be fiery and confident and direct like in business situations, but allowing yourself to be soft with your friends, your partner, your kids, like there are multitudes within us. And just thinking about what that can look like for you. And are you allowing yourself that space to be all of these things? Um, you're going to have more abundance. So when you move to both and thinking because you're giving more space to more outcomes and also because you're not coming from a place of fear that it has to be this or that, um, it's less scarce and it's more about, all right, there's a lot of possibilities. A lot of things could happen. Um, and you're open for any of those things to happen. That's just much more abundant and a much more peaceful place. I think, uh, stance to be from. Yeah. And thinking about that abundance mindset, like whenever you're brainstorming, it's all of these possibilities. It's not limited to one or two. And in, um, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the box? I was like, I was looking for that actually, and I couldn't find it. I was like, where did I put that? Um, so, another thing I have written down here that's just like, what is that? Um, what it looks like to move beyond both and thinking. Um, one thing that I've done, because like I said at the beginning, I, I tend to think in either or first or like I really, really like having an either or like it, it very much defines things for me. So I like that. Um, and in my research and Googling and trying to be like, oh, OK, it makes more sense to be both. And um, and so to remind me of that, I saw an illustration and I drew it also on my whiteboard too, but this is something that you can try to move to both and thinking or to remind yourself to be in that space is a square. Um, And then in one corner, it's both and the opposite on the other side is neither. And then you can hit A, B. And then on the outside of the box, I put an asterisk that says something different altogether. And so when brainstorming or thinking about something, it's like, all right, um, instead of thinking, all right, it could be, could do this or that, using that box is like a graph space of like, what's, what um, outcomes could be like if both of these things happen or if neither of them happen or if a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it kind of helps you think about different outcomes or just brainstorm different, different ways to attack something or different ways to think about an issue outside of just, oh, does he love me or does he, does he, not love me. Oh, maybe it's this, 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 this. Kind of similar again to what uh, Carly said with the not taking things personal where you need to brainstorm more ideas or maybe it's something totally outside of this box in general and what could that look like? Um, so when approaching things, if I find myself 
kind of stuck to, okay, I could, you know, I want to make X amount of money. I could do this um, service or I could sell some of this service or are there hybrids? Is there something else? You know, just other ways to think, which goes back to it being more abundant, more opportunities, more space for things that you're not thinking about to happen um, and gives you like a little bit more to work with. So that's what I meant by the box. Oh, I like that. And for brainstorming, like for personal things, but I'm also, also I'm like thinking of business things. I'm like, yo, that's kind of, that's a great little yeah, That's both and is a is a huge thing with business and leadership also because I saw so many like I was looking at about, you know, relationships with people and how, you know, why is certain things might be bothering me, but then I found so many um type of leadership blog posts that were talking about how to approach decision making and approach um, working in groups and things like that by having more of a both and. So if somebody's asking you um you know, well, should we cut cost or or do we have to uh, fire people or do we have to lower you know the quality of the product we pull in and it may be like both or maybe neither or you know there's more to just those two things and so to practice that in those settings as well I think that would help a lot of people in companies solve problems or even be better in thinking of like what they could get into or could do moving mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say the next one because I mm-hmm. feel like that wasn't as clear from that either <laughs> um, an- another thing to move to both and thinking is recognizing that and being okay with the fact that you don't know. Like to to be asked a question and then to really start out with like, you know, I, I don't know. Because either or thinking a lot of times supposes that, oh, I know he doesn't really love me or like, or you know he does. Or you know what I mean? Like you're thinking about like, all right, this is what you're trying to figure out based off of what you know. But to start something with like, all right, I don't know, softens you up to way more possibilities also. So you don't know anything. And I think that that's a good blank canvas to approach um, situations, decisions, problems, as in, I don't know. And now let's look at the facts and look at what we do know to make like kind of a little bit more idea of what are the outcomes that we could have. Man, it's so funny. I feel like I was so, so sure of all the things that I knew. Like when I was younger, like when I was 18, man, mm-hmm. I just knew all the things that I knew. And now I'm like, I know I don't know. I, I learn every year that I don't know more than I think. I, it's it's interesting. It's just very humbling. And it's also exciting because it relieves the pressure of me feeling like I have to know the answer to everything or that I have to have an opinion or understand everything. And so it just leaves possibility and more opportunities for learning. Um, another thing to help transition or another way to look at it from either or to both and is it helps you zoom out from the issue. Mm-hmm. So I remember when we were doing that, um, like conflict resolution and you think about the different perspectives and viewpoints from which you're mm-hmm. looking at an issue and from up higher, you see way more context, you see more of what's going on. And so to have both and thinking again, takes you from this restricted viewpoint of it could be this or this, um, or whatever you're naturally trying to put in that box to, well, it could be a lot of other things. And like I said, I'm going to take a step back and zoom out and look at this from a bigger perspective. And so it's helpful for that. Um, and so the benefits then of of doing that is because you do get like a loftier vantage point. Like when you know that somebody is 
dealing with a cousin who passed away and or they got fired and this and this and this. It makes it a different viewpoint of what you're thinking about how they're responding to you or what their life's about or whatever than you thinking like, oh, like, I guess he don't got time for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just totally different. And it gives you a better viewpoint for understanding and accepting and assessing like what's going on. Absolutely. Um, It gives you more space. Uh, more openness for outcomes. For example, like thinking that a relationship between you and a person has to be romantic might make you miss out on them actually being one of your greatest lifelong platonic friends. Like thinking that it just has to be a certain way so it opens you up for for other possibilities and other outcomes in pretty much every area of your life. Mm-hmm. And then it's the benefit of both and thinking is that it's based on more evidence. It's not just based on that first you know, instinctual or emotional reaction that you had to something. Um, It's not those polar opposites. It's more than that. Um, It's based on, you know, what's real now. And so you can make better decisions and you can make more informed decisions or assessments on a situation um, and move forward and making better decisions, I think. I think some other side effects of both end thinking are it broadens your perspective. It helps you learn. It helps you be able to have more grace for yourself and other people um, in situations and just openness in general to everything. And being open to more things happening is really just opening you up to being more successful because now there's just more opportunities for that versus there's just only this one way that I can be, you know, feel successful mm-hmm. or be successful or feel happy or whatever. You're open up to many more ways. And so you end up feeling much better. Like you're going to feel much better if you, you know, care a little bit less about thinking it's just this thing or just that thing. Man, even talking about this, I feel lighter, like <laughs> um, since we've been talking through all these things and it's so cool. Um, Y'all know my favorite word is synchronicity. And if you're just now listening to us, my favorite word is, in fact, synchronicity. And Stacey Ann and I talk about this all the time. Like, we'll catch each other in conversations. And it's like, oh, man, but this And she's like, no, both of those things can be true at the same time. And I think that's that next elevation of thinking is knowing that, yeah, you know, they did hurt my feelings, but, you know, we can't or and we can still grow and move forward or whatever those things are. So taking the limitations off of how we things have to be or are. We love making things over. Like, it's so funny too. Like, (laughs) we want things to be so like (laughs) concrete. Like, yo, is you here? You're not here. Like, what's going on? Um, But like in in the scheme of life too, like it's just, you know, there's so much time and like overall, it's it's all a longer story, a longer journey. Um, And we always talk so much about like enjoying the journey, but then the whole time we want to like, you know, force it this way and that way. And we want, you know, certain things and it's like, you know, which one is it? Um, so that's a really good example is that, you know, to really think about it in this way and to now and stop. I'm, I guess I, I want to think about also like what are those points where you may know or can make yourself more aware to stop and assess like, oh, is this either or thinking or not? Um, and I don't, do you have any um, thoughts on that? Yeah. So I'm thinking about like my goals in particular, like with business and things, it's like, oh man, um, you know, I'm successful if this thing happens or if this doesn't. And it's like, no, like you're successful for keep on trying. It's, it's knowing that, you know, the effort is like the real success. And then like from you giving and you putting in the work, like the things will come and not just rating or measuring yourself or your success by those like milestones. Like they're great to keep you on the path, but like they don't make or break your journey and what you're doing. So disappointment is kind of what I heard there is like if you're feeling disappointed in an expectation Mm -hmm. or disappointed in, yeah, which would be an expectation of yourself or somebody else um, that may 
be reflective on either or because like you're you're upset because of this and maybe you should be and maybe you can be um but now what stories are you telling yourself because of that and like where it goes to next may be something to be aware of and think about um yeah I think that's it actually like for the most part if I'm feeling disappointed in something Mm -hmm. then it's like because you this thing didn't happen and now you're only seeing the bad that other other opposite that happened instead of well actually on the scale maybe that's really here what happened and now that can branch into all these other beautiful things instead of it just being a negative and so to have that perspective I think can also let you just feel a little bit more um, less tense to and like less attached um, we talk about mm-hmm. letting go and not being attached to outcomes and you know it's so interesting to me how all of these things kind of come together you just never know which like particular message <laughs> is the one that's going to be like oh yeah and like flip your switch it might be talking about either or thinking it might be talking about being a perfectionist it might be talking about expectations they all kind of go together which is cool um, but they all reflect that same thing that we have to flow and not need, you know, any particular thing, but to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and like where positions you put yourself in. And so I think to have both and thinking is definitely a goal of mine. And when I stop and assess and when I do have both and thinking, I immediately feel better because there's so many things that can be happening and it feels more exploratory and it feels more like excitement to see what happens and not overanalyzation of this and this thing. Mm-hmm. I I love that. And another thing that I, another way that I notice um, is when I'm saying something and then I say, you know, oh, like if I'm, <laughs> Stacey and I also do like, if I'm being honest, I feel like this, but it's like, no, I feel like this and like mm-hmm. it's a point of growth and it's just that opportunity and, and you'll start to notice in the way you're talking about things and speaking about yourself and thinking through situations. So like Lexi said, it's just, an opportunity to put all of this self-work that you're doing. Cause if you're listening to this podcast, you're definitely doing the work um, or starting to or whatever. So putting all those pieces together and figuring out, you know, how to do both and knowing that all of these things can be true at the same time. Yeah. That's a challenge this week. Um, to think about that, write it down somewhere where you can see it and remember it. That's what I do. If I'm having like a thing that I want to start trying to be more self-aware about, I just write it down on whiteboards or, you know, my to-do list or my planner. And when I see it, it kind of reminds me because it is hard to like stay in that space all the time. Um, but the point is that if we can grow in self-awareness, now I can be, you know, more apt to catch it um, as I move forward. So good luck on that. Hopefully that works out for you. Add us, Carly's Couch, Lextopia, CC Fierce, Carly Carpio on Twitter. Yep. And this week um, we want to shout out Dad, oh, they're all, the volume's all the way down on that part too. So Damn. just yeah. Okay. So <sighs> even if you push the button, it's not gonna do nothing right now. Damn, I was trying to use the sound effect. <laughs> right, she's trying to use the sound effects. My bad. Um, but shout out to Dad, not my dad. Um, shout out Ambrose Clancy Jr. But Doc, his name is Doc. You can find him at www.docisdad.com, um, and you can find him on all music streaming platforms because he's a music artist. He's a he's a true artist. He plays like the cello and the bass and a few other instruments. He's done some work with Childish and Janae and some other artists as well, like within their 
crew and within production, et cetera. Um, but he also is singing and producing his own music. And um, our agency, Cap Soch, had the opportunity to produce one of his music visuals, which was really fun and really exciting. It was such a good vibe. Like afterwards, we spent a day shooting and afterwards it felt like everybody was going home from like summer camp or something. Cause <laughs> we were like, oh man, that was so much fun. Thanks guys. And all of that. But it came out, um, the video a few weeks ago, check it out. It's called Memory Foam. And also, uh, he told us the other day it's supposed to be showing on like Revolt TV. And also, um, he's talking to some folks about getting some budget to even do like even more videos and things. So it's really cool. It's been nice to see the feedback and um, it was really fun to do. So I want to shout him out and uh, congratulate him because as an artist, I know it's hard to like put your stuff out there and, and move forward and get things done. So we look forward to seeing his EP that's coming out and I want him to keep going in. And I want y'all to watch the video. Yeah, so shout out to him and shout out to Cap Soch, like, you know, yeah. organizing this whole project and doing things. I like to see the growth We are here project. producing content. Cheer out here, y'all. Yeah. So and um, that was kind of one of the specs we did over the summer. And also with one of the other specs that we shot now um, in talks connecting that with a bigger brand as well. So, you know, sometimes that investment in your own stuff to create and do things you have to take because now you can show, you know, what you're able to do. And now you're able to have that experience to show um, your style that you want people to pay you for. So um, now we have other folks who are like, oh, I want something like this or that. And so to be intentional about what you invest in um, for that reason has been really good. So um, shout out to the team, Capsoch, for all the work on that. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Um, and then this week's question of the week is, what famous person would you like to spend a day with? I don't know yeah. yet. I don't know yet. Oh. Do you have a person? Well, you got two seconds. Oh, man. Um, top of mind, Rihanna. Mm. Um, a famous person I would like to spend a day with is Beyonce. Because Carly took mine, so I'm going to <laughs> go with the next one, Beyonce. <laughs> That's pretty easy. Um, I would want to hang out with somebody who just seems like they're just chill and has money to do some fun things. Yeah, and they both do really dope shit also. So Yeah, I had a dream me and um, Beyonce went to church one time. So Shout out to that. Yeah. So who would y'all like to spend a day with <laughs> at us? Let us know. I do not want to go to church, though, Beyonce. Sorry about that. Like, <laughs> I'm going to hit you and let you know what we trying to do, but it ain't church. Um, I know you ain't with that neither, so. Um, yeah, what famous person would you like to spend a day with? Um, Sheila Booth is cool, too. There's a lot of cool people. Mm -hmm. um, Andre 3000. Hell yeah. So he can play his flute. Um, is it a flute? I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it's a lot of cool people, but I'm just basing that off of what I've seen. So, you know, people ain't always what they tend to be, but both and instead of either or. <laughs> um, they are human beings, just like we're human beings. And so, uh, you know, that is one of the things is you get to know people more, hang out with them more. Like you really see that full scale of who they are. And that's why we'd be disappointed is because we see they said something or did something and it's like, dang, we thought everything was on this side, but we gonna let y'all be human, Beyonce. We gonna hang out anyway. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. And we're all the things. You are all the things. Multitudes within you. Hope y'all have a beautiful week. Yes. Have a great one. See you next week. Bye, y'all.